0: derek
1: well that's a good question i mean obviously i love the falcon uh always been partial to the x-wing i'm kind of a big fan of the executor
0: yeah that's an awesome ship. See, I've always liked um, the X-Wing or anything in the X-Wing series. Like the um, Z95 Headhunters look awesome. Yeah, those the are The cool. X-Wing looks awesome. Yep. I think until the Z95 came, they actually showed it. The X-Wing was my favorite. But the Z95 is just sweet with just the single wing on each side. Yeah,
2: I like that Ooh. one. What, what the guys don't know is as they're talking in the background, we're about ready to start show in three, <laughs> two, one.
3: USB microphones and
1: headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD audio, expression through innovation.
0: Mimico are makers of pop culture infused
2: mobile accessories. Mimo Power backup batteries let you charge with characters from Star Wars, Marvel, and other fandom centric brands. Visit Mimico.com and use listener code
0: WeBeGeeks15 to take 15% off your whole order.
2: Hear what? I'm receiving some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message and music. Music? Routed through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio.
3: (laughs) Translated for the Wookiee
2: Earth. Bringing you news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy.
3: I like that Wookiee.
2: And now your hosts, Brett, Ken, Derek, and Mike. (laughs) And welcome to the first ever, I guess the launch episode, sort of like a celebration of uh, Wookiee Radio. We are live on the air, coming from uh, the far reaches of the galaxy. It is Ken, Derek, Brett, and myself, Mike, here to bring you Star Wars news. Hello, hello. Uh, so hello, How's Everyone, Good. doing? Great, well, right? I'm
0: doing fan- fantastic now that we're actually doing this.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, We've been talking I, about it long enough. Mm-hmm. It's it so funny. I mentioned people that, you know, hey, finally doing a Star Wars. Yeah, you know, we're we're gonna be doing a Star Wars podcast. They're like, about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, that's know,
1: I, Most I, people told, I, told, I told. Go ahead. I told my wife. I said, oh, yeah, we're gonna be starting a, a Star Wars podcast." And she goes, Oh, that would be right up your alley. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she knows you well.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. In fact I'm actually I'm I'm wearing a Chewbacca t shirt right now.
2: Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I actually got to make if y'all saw the Weeby Geeks and Wookiee Radio Facebook pages, I actually got to break the news of the launch of the show with the man himself. Well, the Wookiee himself. Chewbacca. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that was Chewbacca awesome. was <laughs> all over it.
0: <laughs> now you're going to discriminate and not call him a man? Just because he's a different um, species, it doesn't mean he's not a man. He's not yeah. a
2: man.
1: He's a walking carpet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're we're, we're going to build a plasma wall, all right? going to pretty <laughs> little
1: gate. Keep those Wookiees out. <laughs> we're going to build the best Death Star.
0: The best Death Star that they will pay for.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, why don't we go around and talk about how Star wars has made us the fans that we are today okay so whoever wants to break the ice and jump on first
0: uh, I guess I could jump in there why not um I've been a star wars fan since forever um I told you guys before the show that I, the first movie actually it was the first movie I remember seeing at theaters ever was return of the jedi my and we actually got there and I, I was that was 84 right so I was like nine years old or uh, no wait 83. 83 okay so i was uh, let me do the math <laughs> seven years old i was seven years old when it came out and it's the first movie i remember seeing at theaters and we actually got there late we showed up at the scene where r2 and 3po are walking across the desert towards Jabba's palace but i that's like the most vivid memory i have of any movie to see in the 80s was to see this and since then i've always been um star trek and star wars a lot of times both were there because um we've talked about this on the other on my other shows that that um it seems when one is popular the other one ebbs and then it's like an ebb and flow between the two right and it's a correlation but um there there doesn't have to be hate on either side of it (laughs) but um with star wars it um started to ebb towards the end of the 80s during the dark times because there was nothing out there except for the west end games but then um then you hit this magic period in what was it 91 when you look on the bookshelves and you see "Heir to the Empire," yeah, and it's been yeah, going yeah. gangbuster since. Then.
2: Yeah, well, I I think it's interesting, you know, Star Trek, you know, with the with their reboot is kind of making a resurgence. Um, and of course, the new show's coming with them as well. Um, I I've discovered that most of the the Wars Trek conflict is coming from it's not coming from those who who grew up with the original trilogy and saw the original trilogy in the theater unaltered. Un- Affected um, the way they were should should have been left but you know it was Lucas's films he had the right to do yeah what but what's wanted.
0: what's the unaltered unedited because when you got the VHS copy it had already been ed- edited and altered um, and no, there was three three or four yeah. different versions of the film in theaters depending on what audio cut you got
2: Every, everything in the theaters of the original stuff until until the first VHS was was still the 2.0 sound
0: yes but they had um, I think three different formats they had like the 70 millimeter and a couple of other different ones that actually were different by a minute or two, depending on which um, type of camera they or which type of projector they had. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of different cuts. I mean, it wasn't enough to notice, but there right. were different cuts.
3: Right. Yeah, I guess but, we're talking but, about the and CG, uh added in and yeah, yeah he's about the, the non special edition. Yeah. 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 Right. Um,
2: you know, everyone who grew up with those and then grew up with the prequels. That's it's that generation that I see a lot of the oh wars is better than track.
0: Yeah. I think that a lot of that's propagated by the media. The media yeah, has ma- has so. built this war between Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. And the kids grew up with ju- the that started with the prequels. That's all they've known is the media telling them that there's a war between these two brands.
2: Yeah. And right. there's I mean f- and f- for me I'm old enough. I had Star Trek before Star Wars came around. I had right. I had Space 1999 before Star Wars came around. <laughs> So, I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> sci-fi is sci-fi. You take what you can get. Exactly. Star, War- Star Wars came around. After Star Wars, we had Battlestar Galactica, the original series. Then we had Buck Rogers. I love that stuff, I actually that have that on too. DVD.
0: The complete ah. series on DVD of that. <laughs>
2: I love Buck Rogers. I have the complete series of Buck Rogers. I have the complete series of Battlestar Galactica and Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. in, in Galactica
0: 1980. Oh, yeah. unfortunately.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't have to pay for 1980. That was given to me as a gift. <laughs> and uh, you did re-gift it? Who was, no. who, was, uh, who was the person that didn't like you? Yeah, But you know, it was, <laughs> it's okay. I, I have no problems collecting that. That's right. <laughs> so, um, I guess, Brett, let's move on over to you.
3: Yeah, I remember I was, uh, I guess, showing my age here i actually saw the original in the theaters back in 1977 i was six years old and i i just have uh, the memory of the uh star destroyer coming across the screen slowly oh, yeah. chasing after the uh <laughs> the corvette and that that just had me hooked from there and then seeing vader come into the the screen it yeah. Was just uh, yeah oh yeah put me on sci-fi for life so what about you derek well of course um
1: I grew up originally watching uh, Star War, uh, Star Trek with my dad. He was a big Star Trek fan. He got me into it, mm-hmm. so I've been a sci-fi fan as long as I can remember. And I was actually three years old when Star Wars came out, and my dad took me to see it. And just just from that opening scene, I just I know I fell in love with it instantly. And it's had such a big effect on my life that I actually met my best friend who's been my best friend for 35 years because of our mutual love of Star Wars Um, and just I have so many memories of, of Star Wars related things it's been a big impact on my life
2: yeah, well, so, sort of like you guys, I remember seeing it in the theater as well, the original. Um, so I guess, Ken, that makes you the baby of the group. I know. Yeah. This is weird. Because, um, I mean, a What's up, ge- kid?
0: Or, yeah, on um, Geek Watch 1, Vicky's actually younger than me, so I'm not the oldest. And on DC Superpowers, Vernon's like 20 years younger than me. So it's weird <laughs> being the youngest in the group.
2: Um, I remember seeing it originally at a drive-in movie theater. Now, for, for those listeners who don't know what a drive-in movie theater is, it's when you load ah. up your car and you park and from this huge screen that was bigger than an IMAX screen most times. And your speakers, you either used your car radio and dialed into some AM station, hmm. or there were speakers that you hung on the windows. You had to roll the window down, bring the speakers into the car. Or sometimes if you wanted a full surround sound type effect, you do both and, and hope that the delay <laughs> wasn't too bad. <laughs> right. You know
0: what's great? Where I'm at here in Northeast Ohio, I actually have three drive-in theaters within the 20 minutes of where I'm at.
2: That's awesome. There, There is there is one here in Florida uh, near me that's about 40 minutes away. Wow.
0: I used to have two of them in my hometown,
1: but they both closed.
0: Last weekend, the one over um, outside of Kent, Ohio, actually was running triple features on both screens. Oh, wow.
2: That, that was the cool thing, though. When I saw it, it was a double feature. It was Star Wars mm-hmm. followed by Star Wars. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of Star Wars, it's that's part of the reason why I'm in the entertainment business now. Um, so when when I went to my first Star Wars celebration, which was uh, Celebration 5, I actually had the chance to meet Ben Burtt, who I come to find out later was the sound designer for Star Wars. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say idol i'm not gonna say mentor because <laughs> i never worked for a man he's the inspiration for why i'm in this business um and why i'm an audio engineer nice. and uh so it was cool talking to him you know when i first met him, it was like a celebrity you know celebrity fan and as soon as i said i was an audio engineer like everything balanced out it's like okay now we're talking peer to peer that's awesome uh, that's it, what i
0: noticed was, with a couple of great. people I've noticed that with a couple of people we've done on shows and stuff, that the celebrities, everybody looks at it as a celebrity fan, but they're the same people as we are. Most of them are as big of geeks as we are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah I think that's all our all our uh, all of our stories on what Star Wars means to us, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure we all are still collecting. In some way. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. yeah! So I'm
0: surrounded by um, Star Wars pop vinyls right here. Looking at I'm looking at uh, like Jabba's throne room scene.
1: <laughs> I got my my R2 Mimico right here. Oh, um, you already got one next to me? <laughs> no, that's one my sister
2: got me for Christmas. Oh, ah, okay. Oh nice. I, I've got I've got like six or seven. Wait, no, I've got eight Star Wars Mimico flash drives that I've gotten over the year. Yeah, Boba, but, Boba Fett Bubblehead Empire. Have-
0: do you guys have the zombie Yoda?
2: Ah, nice. Yo. <laughs> so mine, mine le- kind of looks like a zombie Yoda. The kind of.
1: So let me ask you a question then. I want that I was I was asking. I wanted to ask you guys what what would you what would be your one single favorite piece out of your whole collection if you could pick one?
0: Oh man, just one. I know what
1: mine is. mine is uh, I have a I bought it years ago it's a phone that is a bust of Darth Vader's head and when the phone rings his head turns and his eyes light up and it plays the Imperial March oh nice nice. (laughs) yeah it's so awesome I love that thing it's really rare too I guess I didn't even Uh, realize that
2: I think my piece I have a ceramic mug that is Vader's head that was given to me by my best friend in Arkansas for my birthday and since then I have never seen it in any any of the uh, guides or anything and i checked mm. ebay for ceramic mugs circa 1980 and I don't see this one. And I know this came hmm. from some craft shop because okay. he, he's glazed it. He, he did glazing there before it. Oh, cool. Um, or it was already pre-glazed. It's, it, it's a unique piece um, I, and I've just never seen a replacement. I, so.
0: Mine, yeah, mine changes like depending on what, what the mood I'm in. Right now, probably, my favorite is actually a series of pieces. If you guys saw on my Facebook a couple of weeks, like last week, I put up my new fleet of ships. I think I sent it to you guys. Have, oh, yeah, I have I saw, um, Yeah, those are I have nice. seven yeah. of those metal Middle Earth 3D models that I've put together. Those things are amazing. Right now, that's my favorite piece. <laughs> then it, wait till Monday when the Smug Bounty Box comes in. It may be something in there. <laughs> uh, no, Mike, you. don't tell me what's in there. I know you yeah. hackers. <laughs>
3: here,
2: here's the mug I was telling you. About. Oh, that's oh, nice.
0: That's nice. And, I mean, I I could look up. I have an original Millennium Falcon sitting up here. I got all kinds of stuff around. Just, like I said, it just depends on the day.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he he edged into the bottom. Says to Michael from Chad, 1980. Oh wow That's cool Cool Uh, So yeah I mean it's It's obviously something That he glaze Had to glaze And had to To really etch in The inscription on the bottom Before glazing it Mm -hmm. But I've never seen this Elsewhere Or since So I, I gotta say This is one of my favorite pieces Okay Sort of by you Brett
3: I think mine's probably the uh, original um, Luke Skywalker from uh, Empire with his uh, with the gray outfit. Oh, cool! I okay. think probably because he was that was probably my favorite movie, and I thought he I thought that was just uh, he was just awesome in that movie. Yeah, when I was a kid. Cool. Yeah. Probably got cool. my uh, probably got the most play out of it when I was little.
0: <laughs> was- well, actually, since we're sharing right now, um, do you want to see like what are where we're standing out on what's our favorite of the seven is? <laughs> I mean, we're telling everybody.
2: Sure. Yeah, might as well I mean, burying our souls. This gives everyone a chance to know where we're coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go top three. Oh, mm, top three. Top three. Because <laughs> one's easy, but then it, you have to. You may feel you have to justify
2: on the net other ones, or however it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so who wants to go first? Does the holiday special count? <laughs> I have. to. <laughs> I have
0: that in my ca- in my DVD rack downstairs. <laughs> so nice. I,
2: I have it in the drawers.
0: <laughs> I also have Troops on Disc. Oh, nice! <laughs> I have Beyond the do- Behind the Dome or Under the Dome, whatever that was called.
2: Oh, the R two D documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, beneath the Dome. Yes, that's it. Where R two was was the fifth member of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have uh, the Ewok movies, but both I both. Those, those, those are on VHS.
0: I have one DVD. It's actually like, a double-sided DVD. One's on one side, you flip it, the other, the other one's on the other side. Drugs, oh, no yeah, kidding.
2: It's, uh, it's four hours, eight episodes. No, yeah. this is the movie. The movie, the TV. This is the Caravan oh, yeah, of yeah, Courage Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, thinking Event. I'm thinking of cartoons. Was yeah. it two
3: of them? Yeah, Just there was two. Battle for Endor and right, the Caravan right. no.
2: of Courage. courage yeah, right.
3: oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll go if nobody else wants to. Go sure. Go ahead. All right, I'm sure everybody's probably going to do this uh, Empire for uh, number one. I'll, I'll agree with that, yeah yeah definitely. uh number two uh a new hope that would be mine and yeah. uh, just because of nostalgic value and was the first one and actually uh, number three after uh just rewatching it a couple times uh this last week um a force awakens okay just because i was so glad that uh yeah. star wars come back and that they that they ended up doing it right see for me it's a little different i actually have jedi as number one. Really?
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, that, that was the first, as I said, that was the first one I saw. Yeah, and the, yeah, and for me, I can see it. just that. the the way it, um, before The Force Awakens, the way it wrapped up everything in a nice, neat little bow, it was just pretty, it was awesome. And that, and I, I don't care what anybody says, I like Ewoks.
1: I was going to say, are you you yeah. Ewok over?
0: I like yes. Ewoks. <laughs> Ewoks are fun. Hey, those things Those things eat people. Yeah. Remember that. That's true. <laughs> they I, may look yeah. like cute, cuddly teddy bears, but they eat people. I don't hate Ewoks,
1: actually. I like them <laughs> because, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, they're little teddy bears bears in there. but they well, they beat the Empire so
0: exactly well the with other one that people um, the other one that people usually yell at me about is I have no problem with Gungans even Jar Jar uh, mm, <laughs> yeah. but um, Jedi is my first probably um, A New Hope is second and third would be either Empire or um, Force Awakens interesting so well, I'm a, I'm a, a lot of lot more on the light side. I everything's happy and stuff makes me makes it cool. <laughs> right. my superheroes. I, my superheroes are um, Superman, Flash, Green Lantern, the, all the bright and happy, shiny ones. Uh, yeah,
1: I see. So another my my picks an Aram, would be
2: an <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> shiny happy people. Mine's kind of the same as Brett. Really, I'd I'd go with Empire, uh, then New Hope, and then I think the Force Awakens.
2: See, I've got the same films, but I have them in a different order. I've got Empire still first. I've got Force Awakens second. Mm -hmm.
3: And then I have A New Hope third i see that. Okay. Yeah, I think a new kind of lulls a bit at points. So I, think I can definitely bring it down a bit.
1: I think I think just for me, because New Hope was the first one, and it's yeah. the one that captured my heart, mm-hmm. so it'll always have a hot place up there.
0: Well, the one yeah, thing yeah. that's cool about New Hope, you got to remember, that's the only one that is actually written and filmed as a standalone film. Right. Where, yeah. Out of the entire all seven films, that's the only one that there was no intention of continuing the story after that. I right. mean, the way it was filmed. He right. had it in the back of his mind that he might do something,
3: but... Just in right. case, Yeah. I
2: it Just depended on what happened with with the box mm-hmm. office numbers. That's
3: mm-hmm. because everybody was him that that space operas couldn't make any money in the, in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. The-
2: it was expecting to bomb. Yeah. You know, it, it really was. I mean, it 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 was not expected to be a, a success. It was expected to be a failure.
0: Well, at this point, we're far enough out that you can look back at, at just film history in general, and you can see a um, huge shift of pre and post Star Wars: A New Hope of the oh, way yeah. films were made, quality, oh, of yeah, play, what was put into them, um, what they're expecting to get out of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that this one movie changed the entire. Um, Film industry. Yeah.
2: It, it, it changed merchandise as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was Star- the smartest thing he did. Because when Star Trek The Motion Picture came out, look at all the action figure crap that came out with that. Yeah. I actually what, had. To... Look what came out had... with Battlestar and with Buck Rogers as
3: well.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually had the complete um, bridge playset with all the figures and stuff that I got for Christmas that year that Star Trek came out. Ah, that's I, awesome.
3: I, I, have I don't with have it. The, are those the mega, the mega one?
0: I don't remember. I was so young. Okay.
3: Well, <laughs> if it was if it was motion
2: picture they were three and a half inch figs yeah 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 so and and how many of us would have i know at one point i wanted the star trek bridge and i was thinking more for along the lines of uh using the star wars figures on it i was already <laughs> doing the matchup <laughs> then
0: growing up growing up a little younger than you guys growing up in the 80s and playing with all the toys the gi joe and transformers and star wars all of it went together into the same toys
2: <laughs> oh yeah i'm glad you brought up gi joe um I got pissed because I'm like, okay, cool, Star Wars figures. Look, and then GI Joe came out. I was like, why can't my Star Wars figures bend at the knees? Right. <laughs> why can't they swivel <laughs> at the elbow? Come on, what the- there's no articulation <laughs> on these things. <laughs> yeah,
0: and now you get to the point where it's extreme articulation—twenty-seven points of articulation on a three and three-quarter-inch figure. <laughs>
2: not, right at all. Any, not anymore. They're, they're yeah, back. something seems it go back. They've all gone yeah, back. The Black to the five series, points. don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think even, I think in all of them now there's no articulation I think they still Unless have a, a
0: series inch. I gotta look they have a series somewhere that actually still has all the extreme articulation but I believe it's more expensive because it's more for collectors that want to pose dioramas and stuff like that that's what it's mm-hmm. designed for Yeah. So, so it's easier to do to fill out a whole scene that you've seen somewhere if you can actually pose them into the pose that they were there
2: right right well here here's the deal uh before we get too much further um one of our sponsors uh cat audio they have graciously given us a zoe usb microphone and a pair of session mh510 headphones which is the okay. same headphones we're all using one lucky listeners can get both as a surprise nice how are you gonna get it well we're gonna have four questions that we're gonna throw in with the show notes answer those four questions send them to us in the email at at webegeeks.net. That is two E's and Wookiee. Two, two O's, two E's. Yeah. Um, send, you, send us your answers by August 12th. End of the day, August 12th. And from all the people who send the correct answers, we will randomly pick a winner. And we will announce it on our next show, which will come out on the 15th of August. Uh, partially, you know, we're, right now we're looking at doing this twice a month um, because of some convention conflicts that we have. And scheduling conflicts, we're not going to be able to get back on until the 13th. But that's okay, because that's going to fit, you know, really start hitting our, our routine of when we're going to be doing it. Um, so, yeah, again, those four questions will be in the show notes, and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. So, um, why don't we just go ahead and get to it. Celebration was last weekend. I mean, we got San Diego Comic-Con going on now. And I really haven't heard anything Star Wars-wise from Comic-Con, because I think a lot of it was really given at <clears throat> Celebration. Yeah, yeah. So. I guess there was a Star Wars panel. Did anything come out of that? I don't know. When was that panel? It was supposed to be Friday night. I heard nothing on it. I think that's. I think the- it was uh, mostly row one. If anything. Yeah, probably. I, everything's just been so quiet on that. I know Lucas is there. I know Lucasfilm's there because our other sponsor, Mimico, they have their own booth and then they're sharing, and they've got some stuff over at the Lucasfilm booth. Yeah. I think they have their Star Wars exclusive Force Awakens um, power tubes over at the Lucasfilm booth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I guess there yeah, were a couple of has- exclusive figures from Hasbro, but that was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk, I think we talked about over on Weeby Geeks, um, of course Ken's from Geek Watch 1, Brett, Derek and mm-hmm. I were from Weeby Geeks um, we, I mean, we talked about some of the exclusives and, mm-hmm. I mean, there's quite a few you know, as usual for San Diego Comic-Con a lot of Star Wars stuff because, you know, it's still in demand mm-hmm. um, but I think with Celebration, that kind of helped curb what's going, what was going to happen at San Diego. I mean, it's sort of like yeah. last year with Marvel not really having a presence at, at uh, Comic-Con because they were going to do all their spiel at at uh, D23. Yeah. And of course, I'm wondering... Next, and of course, next year you've got Star Wars Celebration here in Orlando. Uh, where I'm located. Mm-hmm. You got D23 in Anaheim in August with Comic-Con in the middle. So I'll be curious to see what type of presence Disney's going to have at Comic-Con next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was almost wondering if um, when I went and saw Star Trek Beyond this weekend if they weren't going to sneak the um, Rogue One trailer in front of it. But it obviously didn't happen. But that had be been sneaky. Enough. But I was wondering if they were going to do that because <laughs> it
3: didn't show it last weekend at Celebration. They did have um, some footage from it, but it was uh, mostly a filming. Yeah. Of a well, I guess one. there yeah.
0: was a trailer that they showed only to people in the hall like the people that were watching on the monitors in other rooms didn't even see it there was a trailer they had but it, from what I've heard and other reports and stuff it had nothing new in it at all it was basically all the stuff you'd seen in the sizzle reel except for a shot of Darth Vader at the end of it hmm. Hmm. okay
3: so it was basically just another tease yeah I'm looking at the uh, Rena article about um their lack of um Presence at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and they said basically the same thing that because uh, celebration was so close, they're they're not even there, not even uh, for Rogue, they're not even having a Rogue One panel. Yeah, uh, there.
0: I'm wondering if they're going to do like um, what was it Marvel did? What was it two years ago when they actually rented out a theater in middle of August to do all their announcements all on their own? Mm
2: -hmm. Oh yeah, Uh,
0: was it last year or two years ago they did
2: that? It was 2014. Yeah, like September 2014.
0: So I'm wondering Lucasfilm may do the same thing for um, the announcement for this. Well, or what's kinda, the chances
2: that they're trying? Go they ahead. already did with celebration, though. Last
0: yeah. yeah. The other one I was thinking was what's the chance that we may? Um, just now I thought about it. What's the chance that they may be uh, holding off the trailer for Rogue One because they're putting together a early teaser for Ro- uh, Episode Eight because
2: it's done. it's already wrapped filming. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They may have put both together. You see, and, and they had just wrapped filming a week before Celebration. Yeah. Which Celebration in Europe this year was in London yeah so so they what's the chance that the, they're gonna try showing they, both. They wrapped that Friday before. You had the weekend. You had everyone starting to come in for celebration. When started that Thursday after they wrapped, because some of the like I know uh Mike Quinn flew back to California. Uh He didn't stick around for celebration, and, and that was one of the things that killed me. Is here, here's Lucasfilm. They have an opportunity to cast is still there. How many more cast members could they have had for Star Wars Celebration to really make this a? Uh, oh, we just wrapped filming. We can't talk about it, but we're gonna, but we're here to meet you guys.
0: They had a lot of them there. Like um I guess Daisy Ridley was actually. There for what well, Thursday was a preview night, wasn't it? Thursday just was just for the vendors day. and stuff. No. Okay, then it was Wednesday night. They had Daisy Ridley in her full costume from um episode eight actually, in the rake, was,
2: you're walking around on the floor. Actually, that was on Thursday. Oh, that was okay. The first day of the convention, and the funny thing was, people didn't know. People initially did not know that that was really her. They just thought well, mm-hmm. that's just a <laughs> cosplayer. <other> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know. Yeah, um, Ashley sign had a really cool picture of her with Daisy Ridley on her um her yeah. universe page. Yeah,
2: well. She, I guess, uh, with her universe, um, they do a fashion show now at yeah. Celebrations. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And she was wearing a Lego dress that was made up of like 10,000 pieces. Oh, that yeah. Oh, nice. sweet. It was sweet. It was, nice. it was well, so cool. Yeah, clothes. that was awesome.
0: Los- London's close enough to the home of Lego that it would not have been hard to get it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, true. Because Lego's what, in Belgium or something, I believe? Denmark. Denmark, okay.
2: It is Danish. I knew I liked them for some reason. (laughs) So, um, with principal photography ending uh, for episode eight, um, what's the next step? Well, of course, they're going to start post production on it. Mm -hmm. They got doing reshoots. They'll order the reshoots. Of course, all the they've already got those scheduled. All the ADR is going to be done. Uh, For those who don't know, ADR is uh, analog uh, shoot,
0: alternate dialogue dialogue, recording.
2: Correct
3: from the sound guy
2: gets
0: stumped by himself oh. <laughs> that's because he's got away. a film guy on the other side
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> um, yeah it's alternate dialogue recording and of course all the CG is going to be done um, mm-hmm. which I mean even with the prequels there was still a lot of practical effects but there was a lot of use of CG um, yeah. whereas yeah. the original trilogy there was CG there but it was more more a hell of a lot more practical um, yeah I well mean, no like, the original yeah.
0: trilogy didn't use CG there wasn't CG available then
2: well, Oh, true, I
0: mean it was composite, it was all composite, it was all done with yeah. matte paintings and things like that,
2: yeah, but with the with the With now Force Awakens, I love how they're still, they did as much practical as they could, but they still had to do some CG. Mm -hmm. And and, and I think Force Awakens was a great balance. I think that was the balance that was there for the prequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, for the backgrounds for some of these locations to be all grand, like it was, especially for Naboo, yeah. I'm okay with the CG there, but I think some of the stuff that they CG'd could have been, we we didn't need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just way too. Too much.
0: <laughs> well, it was a matter of, um, I've told this to other people that, um, when Lucas made the original trilogy, he was making it, he was a brand new filmmaker. He was running ideas, bouncing them off of his buddies of, um, Coppola and Spielberg and all these guys who were also filmmakers that already made names for themselves. So he had people saying, well, here, why don't you temper this back, adjust this here, make it small things. When he got to the prequels, he had, he was surrounded by yes men, people that like, George, you did phenomenal. What do you want to do? We'll make it work.
1: Right. And that was part of the problem. That was a big part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there was no one saying, well, wait, why don't we slow this down and go this this way and that that way? It was all, yes, George, that looks impossible, but we'll make it work.
2: Uh, interesting story. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a birthday shout out to this gentleman as well. Chris Monkey, who um, who was the, um, uh, he played was it Captain Kirgi. Okay. He was the one in charge of the scanner squad that went up onto the Falcon. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he he was telling me uh, when I was chatting with him that the a lot of the the crew wanted Lucas off the set because he just didn't know what he was doing and they threatened yeah. to stop filming because of it. <laughs> um, so it was like, yeah, and of course that's where everything goes. Oh, a sci- science fiction opera is not going to make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. You know what you had to go off of at that time, Barbarella.
1: Yeah. I like Barbarella, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. If it wasn't for Barbarella, we wouldn't have Duran Duran. Right. <laughs> take take what you will from that. <laughs> On a blue moon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, I don't see them being done completely with Episode eight until maybe this time next year.
0: Well, actually, they. Well, I'm trying to. No, they better be because it's supposed to. Is that one Christmas of next year or is that one supposed to be May? No, I think that one's
1: December, May, isn't it? December,
2: yeah, that one's supposed 15th, to be May of next yeah, year. December 15th of next year.
0: Okay. Okay, then it, then next year is the one, the Han Solo one's six months after that. Because I know yes. they're switching back to May.
1: Yeah, they're switching back to May at some point.
2: I thought it was with with Episode Eight. No. I thought so, too. No. They... I think the standalones is going to go wherever it's going to give the biggest bang. Like yeah. this year, I mean, there was so much this year, it, it wouldn't have made sense to put Rogue One this summer. So holiday film, perfect. 2018 with the lineup being kind of, kind of well. There's still a lot of superhero stuff out there, but I, I think especially with a,
0: DC ramping up theirs,
2: yeah. I, I think there, I think there's enough there'll be enough of a break though where they could do a Memorial Weekend where or early May and still be okay.
0: Well, I think if they're going to go May. Hey, they need to go late May back to where Star Wars the- originated.
2: Yeah, but but I think with this with this new, I mean, I, w- I was so against Force Awakens being out in December. I'm like, eh. But I think now for for this new generation, for this new, um, I don't want to say new realm or new reign, um, but now under the new. New management, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think. I think. I think December is the better niche.
0: Well, one thing we got from December that you didn't don't get in May is how many people get the the entire week of Christmas off. True, and how yeah. many. I mean, I, my work sometimes get it, sometimes don't, but you get a lot of time between Christmas and New Year's that there's nothing to do. Hey, let's go see a movie.
2: All right, yeah. You got the kids out of school, mm-hmm. which you, you really didn't have in May until after Memorial Weekend. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you could pad your numbers that first week of June, but I don't know. I think Christmas is a lot better, because send the kids off to the movies while you go continue Christmas shopping. Exactly. Um, I, I think that that's the better target. Plus, I know with my family, when, when they're down here at Christmas, we Trying to go, we're trying to go see a movie on my day, you know, around my days off if I have to work. Yeah. So, I mean, that becomes a family affair.
0: Well, plus, you get the kids, even adults, that get movie money, gift cards, stuff like that for Christmas.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something you didn't have back in the day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, see what else came out of Celebration? That new trailer. That first leaked on um, a Star Wars uh, Star Wars Live Show, which is uh, okay the the video podcast on yeah. StarWars.com. dot um, And Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni gave us a sneak peek at Star Wars Rebels, and then oh, yeah. at Celebration Gate, there was the trailer for Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, well, oh,
0: Celebration, yeah. everybody in the hall actually got to see the
2: first two episodes.
3: Oh, man. Uh,
2: we got to see the trailer. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I remember at Celebration 6, I got to see the, the whole story arc of the young Jedis.
0: hmm Yeah, that, they've always done that with with Clone Wars and Rebels at, at Celebration. They'll They'll premiere whatever the beginning of the next season is.
2: This, this was a, the... This, this Particular one wasn't, yeah, you know, the young Jedi arc.
0: Oh yeah, that was in the lost episodes, or whatever. Season six, wasn't it? No,
2: no, it was in season five, No? but it was not the it was not the start of season five. It was like eight or nine episodes in before that started. Oh okay, yeah, you know, where they go, where the kids go looking for the Kyber crystal, and you have the Wookiee Padawan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity to see that for yeah you know, obviously, long before I'm like, my daughter's gotta watch this mm-hmm. um, well know, the bonus those episodes you got that got her interested into into Clone Wars
0: yeah, well, the bonus thing you got with Clone Wars was the fact that it's an anthology show. So you, the story arcs were linear inside the story arcs, but they jumped around the timeline enough that you could watch something that's halfway through the season and it wouldn't really affect what you've not right. seen yet in the middle beginning. Well,
2: yeah. Well, see, season one and season season one and two jumped around the timeline a lot. Yeah. Um, they settled down a little bit towards the end. I, th- I want to say around season three is everything became existing timeline. After that, mm-hmm. I think there were still a few that took that were shown after but took place before. Yeah. So, um, so at the Rebels panel, what were some of the things that we learned? Did Ahsoka survive? Well, obviously, or she wouldn't be. Oh, God! I'm all of a sudden I'm jumping in clone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're talking about. Do you remember Stupid the end me. of Rebels last year? Yes. 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 <laughs> um oh, Filoni, that she's like my favorite Jedi. Filoni, hemmed and hawed answering the the question, um, but with a, but when he answered it, he used a Yoda quote: "We must rejoice for." those who have transformed into the Force, mourn them do not, miss them do not, but give a serious um, but giving a serious tease of an answer, he explained, I'm not gonna I'm not going to say exactly though, but you might not have to see but you might not have seen the end of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, did you guys actually watch the panel? Mm-hmm. I didn't I, I did not get a chance to watch it, it The way he said that playlist. was interesting
0: Yeah, He says, um, he said basically when he was done with that episode, he was done with Ahsoka for Rebels. He did, he left it open-ended on purpose but he was done with Ahsoka and All he right. said the thing is the fan reaction to it and the fans going as bananas as they have since the beginning with Ahsoka has made him rethink that is the fact that right now he has no more plans for Ahsoka but he's open to ideas.
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you season one when um, when the ghost is communicating with you know when Harris communicating with her supplier with Fulcrum, with Fulcrum yeah. I'm sitting there going I wonder if Fulcrum you know and then hearing the description of Fulcrum am I wonder if Fulcrum's Ahsoka, and, and then when she makes the appearance, I'm like, I was right. I called it way back when because I, I even looked at my daughter and said, I bet you that's that's Ahsoka.
0: I didn't think they would bring anybody from the Clone Wars as prominent in the Clone Wars as quickly.
2: I know, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, so continuing on, Ahsoka's fate was in the making for more than a decade. Um, apparently Filoni and George Lucas have worked on Ahsoka's ending for 10 years, and Filoni wasn't sure when he would be able to finish it. Uh, so he had the chance to do it on, on Rebels. There's definitely more of Ahsoka's story coming, including a new book that was announced at Celebration. Yeah, that a one's going to be
0: awesome. That. Yeah. that actually, um, he was describing that one takes place between Clone Wars Rebels while she's, yeah. uh, living in the underworld of... Um, Coruscant. oh I definitely want
2: to read that then. I'm gonna have to I'm yep. gonna have to get that book one yep. so my daughter can read it later uh, Yeah. well it's actually a young characters.
0: it's a young reader or not young readers but it's a young adult book aimed more towards 12 13 year olds I, I know your daughter's still younger than that yeah. but <laughs> it's, she won't have to wait as long
2: no no um Kanan's new look. Obviously, he's now blinded,
0: mm-hmm.
2: whether right. it, whether it's a permanent or temporary, it still hasn't been truly established. As of right now, it is permanent. It, it looks like it's permanent, but yeah, um, it, it's intriguing. Uh, the, the mask is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's funny how the markings on the mask are very similar to Rex's.
0: Yes, well, they actually explained that a little bit in the panel too. They actually said what it is is um, at, at last season we saw how much um, Rex and Kanan had grown in the relationship between the two of them. So, at the beginning it was straight up, Kanan wanted nothing to do with him. He wanted nothing to do with clones because he was sitting there when Master blabba was actually killed, right, right. by and, uh, his
2: clones. And we and we see, well, actually, it was by her clones. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we see a lot of that in the in the first five issues of Kanan, the last, the last Padawan, exactly. Uh, book series which i absolutely i loved the first five issues it was the the next seven that kind of were all over the place mm-hmm. uh it's like okay are we going forward or are we still going backwards what are yeah. we doing here there's first- a lot more jumping back and forth the first five I- issues were amazing, uh, and that explains yeah. a lot. Um, Taya Sarkar or Sirkar has only offered input on the look of Sabine, or has offered in- input on the look of Sabine starting with season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes, not only that is pretty special. It's pretty. It's for a pretty special character feature. Sabine's hair. Um, she's the voice she's got,
3: actor that voices Sabine. Yeah, for those that right. don't know.
2: Right. Um, and of course, apparently, she's got a new. I mean, she she changed her hairstyle up some for season two. Uh, and I guess she's got a new hairstyle again for season three. Yeah, and, and the way it was Ever- explained for season two is you no, know, because even even the outfit changed slightly, and it's changed slightly again because uh, she was wearing short sleeves, now she's wearing long sleeves. Yeah, uh, right. and they're saying you know it, it's like art. You know, she's 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 always evolving, always changing her style.
0: Exactly. Well, the thing, cool thing is, if you look, all of the characters have new models for this year, mm-hmm. and what did it the fir- right. between the first and <clears> second year um, seasons, they really didn't change a whole lot. But um, Filoni said straight up a lot of that was budget they didn't have right. the budget to make new models for everybody this season they finally made enough money or they've finally been given enough money that they actually have new models for just about all of the ro- er, ghost crew
2: yeah it, it seems like they've jumped ahead in time as well
0: I don't think it's supposed to jump too far but it looks wise it has definitely well it's funny you it went up felonia yeah 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 it's just it's, definitely taller he's definitely he's got a new lightsaber too if you look at the trailer yeah yeah you got, they got rid of the staple gun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an ugly lightsaber. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a cool concept, but uh, it, it, you couldn't go very far with that. Yeah. The next one that you got on here is really cool, too, Mike. If you want to... More man, Mandal- It's more Sabine. More Mandalorians. What was that? Mm-hmm. More, Mandal- more Mandalorians. <laughs> Mandalorians. Mandalorians. Oh, more God, Mandalorians.
3: In the soundtrack?
2: <laughs> <Yeah. turn>? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I cannot speak tonight. It's been a long time. <laughs> if y'all only knew. Um, so, yeah, apparently Sabine's going to be interacting with more man- Mandalorians. As I almost said, Mandalorians again. Um <laughs> The <laughs> And then she, uh, apparently she gets a new a new toy, a jetpack. Nice. she had been waiting forever for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course, there's going to be more Star Wars origins as part of Rebels. Uh, during a clip that was shown, three white-clad Mandalorians give chase to Ezra and Sabine. Uh, their coloring is based on the original prototype of Boba Fett from 1978, 78, 79.
0: Yeah, if anybody's seen the video, it's crazy looking because it's basically Boba Fett with no color.
2: Boba Fett. Where's Boba Fett?
0: You definitely couldn't miss him in this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um apparently Rogue One's having a, an influence on the show as well. Uh um, That's cool. We're trying to fuse the looks of Rebels with the look of Rogue One and bring the colorful things in our world closer to the greats uh closer to that. It's a great great synergy at Lucasfilm. So
3: Trying to do the Marvel, it's, it's all connected.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Star Wars has since they um put the EU into the Legends, it has been all connected. That's why they have the story group now. They said everything that's produced after that point, um, ever since the first book was New Dawn. Everything from New Dawn on and the movies and the TV series, everything since then is totally connected, including the short stories that are in Star Wars Insider. They're part of the actual continuity also. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All the video games. Lego's the only thing I think that's usually left out of that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and free and FreeMakers is starting to actually blur the line because they said FreeMakers has a lot of stuff that could influence wh- wh- direction they take with some of the other stuff.
2: FreeMakers is a fun series too. I got to get a chance to sit down and watch it. Um, Number eight is don't forget about Maul. Don't you forget about Maul. Sorry. (laughs) Don't, 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 don't. Um, According to Witwer, that would be Sam Witwer, Maul looks at Ezra as someone who could accomplish what he could. Maybe he's looking for something of a brother. They definitely hinted with clips that Maul was back to his uh, mechanical look, so to speak. His machinations. Yep. Well, I'm stumbling tonight, so I went with the safety. Route. <laughs> um, but might truly be clinging to the notion that Ezra could be his apprentice um, so yeah I, I kind of like that in the in the teaser of but the holocron is changing colors <laughs> 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 well um, number nine the one thing that um, I think there was a roar across the world when this happened enter Thrawn
0: exactly uh, and this is the straight um, Grand Admiral Thrawn straight out of air er- of the Empire, just bumped 20 years into the future, or into the past.
2: He is now... Canon once again. Yes. So is it, is it then
1: a younger Thrawn or just the no, exact same? It is exact same,
2: exact same with Grand
0: Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, they just, just bumped him back it. to the years. Instead of right. appearing five years after Return of the Jedi, he appears in re- he first hits the scene in Rebels.
3: He, he now appears like seven years before.
0: Mm-hmm. And isn't
3: there rumors that he's going to be in uh, Rogue One 2 or not? I didn't heard. People
0: that. may have rumors of it, but I've not heard that one yet. Okay. But so I
3: do. Um, there's there's is writing a new book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and there's been
2: some rumors because you have the the guy who's playing the grand director. Yeah. Um... Mm -hmm. In Rogue One, that's wearing a similar outfit. You talking oh, Mendelssohn? Yeah. 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 Uh, number 10, the Darksaber is back.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of happy when I saw that. It was sweet. And there are <laughs>
2: images of Sabine wielding it. Mm hmm. So. Well, it is an ancient
0: Mandalorian weapon, so. Right.
2: Uh, and then finally, the Bindu is a new character that represents the center way of the Force. A concept of the original, uh, originally appeared in George Lucas's early drafts. The Bindu, according to Filoni, is a new type of Force. You are in the galaxy, um, and will be played by Doctor Who alumni Tom Baker. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys remember, I am you guys stoked like, on that one. Yeah.
0: Would yeah. you guys know where the Bendu came from originally, right? It said in the early concepts, what it was was in the original drafts of the script, the Jedi were actually called the Jedi Bendu, instead of Jedi Knights. Okay. I don't know where he got the word from, but that's what George Lucas called the Jedi originally.
2: He got it oh, from, yeah. he got it from the Japanese influence. Okay. Remember the Magnificent Seven, or no, not the Magnificent Seven. yeah, Seven Samurai. samurai yeah that's where a lot of the jedi influence came from yeah was the japanese samurai um
0: well they said this one the ma- the major difference with these guys the bendu they're 100% force neutral they're force users but they are not light side they're not dark side they're 100% neutral right which is I, a totally new concept for the force
2: i right. wonder i wonder then is Mos kanada a bendu uh, not same according same to way. what these guys look like.
0: These guys are huge um, beast-looking things.
2: It still doesn't mean... Okay, so Bendu are a race, not a... Yeah,
0: it's a... Well, the main guy's name is Bendu, as far as I can tell.
2: Yeah, there's From a the trailer, his name that, is Bendu.
0: It looks like a giant buffalo just with trees on him or something. Right, <laughs> yeah, but It's weird.
1: We- no. But it keeps saying The Bendu.
0: Yeah, I know. And, but he in the trailer, he introduced himself as Bendu. Oh, so I wonder if that's more like a title then. I don't know. Filoni's been famous for um, giving you a little bit, and then not going any farther right <laughs> and, and unless you're a little kid you can't get any more out of him
2: <laughs> so lo- looking at the images
3: Sabine's now got a uh, Victoria Beckham type hairstyle yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Ezra got a haircut finally yeah
3: yeah yeah it's funny uh, Filoni was talking about when he changed it between episode uh, or season one and season two our fans started out crying <laughs> yeah they wanted him to change it they change it and then they started complaining about that so
0: <laughs> yeah. then they have that that guy, right underneath the picture of Hera's Ezra. Um, Sabine and um, Zeb, that's the Bendu that Kane is kneeling in front of, right? Yeah, so. I can't
2: wait to hear Tom Baker's voice. Yeah, oh, yeah, that that's my doctor. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, you know, old, mine too. Old school, yep. Friday nights, PBS, it was it Tom Baker or, or Peter Davison. Well, we watched uh, Calm in the you know, was it Calm? Uh, shoot, whatever, it doesn't matter. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't a popular one anyway, so um, also coming out celebration, uh, we finally have our young hon- Solo.
0: Yes, this one really wasn't a surprise though. A lot of people were already speculating, and it had been all but announced that he was going to get it.
2: Yes. Yeah. So the question is going to be: Will Lucasfilm be smart and also make him the new younger Indiana Jones after <laughs> Indiana Jones Five? Depends on how they
0: do it. If they're going back to a younger Indiana Jones or are they just gonna move on with the story after Indy dies?
1: I don't know. Spielberg said there would never be another
0: Indiana Jones. They said that after Last Crusade. Yeah. Well, so, well no. They no, I don't mean I don't
1: mean the movie. movie. Yeah. I mean I mean they wouldn't change they wouldn't make another actor Indiana Jones. Yeah,
0: that's what I was saying. Depends on what they, where they do going forward. They may do an Indiana Jones movie, just not called Indiana Jones and move it on to something else. Right. It, it, but it's the same style
2: movie. If they go if they go backwards, pre, pre-Temple of go between Young Indiana Jones Chronicles and Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom? It's possible. He, yeah. Why not bring this guy in and have him do double duty?
0: Yeah, well, what's his name? <laughs> You've not told anybody yet. It's... <laughs> Alden. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Renright. Aaron Erenreich. Aaron, Aaron, there we go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I should know. Who well, I'm not that. really
1: that familiar
3: with. Mm-hmm. No. But oh, that Star Wars thing getting, uh, yeah, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Hackers to come in there. Uh, That's like
1: the one thing I, I was saying about uh, the next movie is uh, Forrest Whittaker is in it. And I like him as an actor, but he, seeing him kind of takes me out of it a little.
0: More than, um, Bri- more than Sam Jackson in the prequels?
1: No, I was actually going to compare that to Sam Jackson in the prequels. <laughs> like, you can call yourself Mace Window all you want, but you're Sam Jackson.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm looking at Alden Ehrenreich's. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb, IMDb as well. here. Um, yeah. Hales he was just in.
3: Yeah, beautiful creatures. The
0: rest, yeah, the rest. It looks like there's not a whole lot of. He was in one episode of Supernatural and one episode of CSI.
3: <laughs> his picture, uh, he definitely
0: has a look. Yeah.
2: yeah. Other than that, I mean, the only other big one would have been um, I can say maybe Jasmine. I've never
0: even heard of that one, so I don't know. I've heard of <laughs> it
2: briefly. About it. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm I dig the guy's look. I'm I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing. I, I just want more news on what's the movie going to be about. Yeah. What right. type of things yeah. are we going to see? Are we going? Are see- we going to see Daniel Logan? That would be killer too. Because there's always the talk. Um, I think even when I interviewed uh Jeremy Bullock, we we asked. About um, Fett, or it was brought up about Fett and Solo, and Mm -hmm. then the possibility that they might have been friends at one point.
0: Yeah, well, if you look at the movies and what's actually canon and what between Han Solo and Boba Fett, the only Boba Fett was just a bounty hunter for Jabba. And there was yeah. nothing personal between them. It was a job. Yep. When he was on um, Cloud City, it was a job. He was trying to m- collect the bounty. Right.
2: Well, I, I'm wondering, though, when were they friends? Were they friends while Solo was a, a smuggler? Yeah, were I don't know. they potentially friends when Solo was a part of the Imperial Academy? And did, and did Fett possibly join the Academy as well, briefly?
0: Now, see, that comes into play, too, is um, that was all in the old extended universe was all the right. stuff of, we don't have a backstory for Han Solo anymore. No. There is no definitive so, backstory.
1: We don't know that he was in the Academy anymore or...
0: Yeah. He may have never been there. That's all been wiped out. So I'll so, be very
1: curious to see what they do. story That's what's nice about to doing to that with...
0: Back. Exactly. That's what's nice about doing that with the EU is the fact that they now have a clean slate. They can do anything they want at any time. Right. Yeah. But the nice thing, um going back to Rebel or Rebels there with Thrawn coming in, what they said when they removed the EU and made it legends, they said this is a well of stories that we can always use from. Right. Don't exp- don't think that everything we're pulling out of here is gone forever. Obviously not now because we got Thrawn come back in. Right. So maybe so, they will use Han Solo's backstory, who knows? Exactly. But, yeah. You make it Mara Jade in here uh, before the prequels or something because it's just a character they needed that she fits. Maybe. I'd uh, love to see that. Yeah. That's one character I think that's is going to be the last one they bring in because that was the george lucas for some reason that was the one character in the eu that he just could not stand for some reason i don't know what it was i've never heard a story about why he just hated that character for some reason oh that's funny because i thought she was a really great character everybody else did he, he's the only one that thought that
2: <laughs> yeah well here, here here's another thing what's the possibility of seeing maybe in the far background a Han Solo or in the other characters from the original trilogy making an appearance in Rogue One. There's a chance. We know Vader's there.
0: Well, we've already seen one also. Leia's been on there. She was in one episode last year, remember? No, 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 no. I'm saying Rogue One, not Rebels. Oh, no. The Rogue One? Well, that's always a chance, yeah. We've had other original trilogy characters. I don't don't know know if we'll get it this season. I think if we do, it'll be towards the end of this season or it'll be in season four. I don't After know, the he, movie's out.
1: The, the time frame of Rogue One,
2: uh, It's uh, really, it depends it's, on what... I want to say Rogue One is probably months before... Um, New Hope? Before New Hope. Yeah,
0: if not sooner. If not sooner, because the Rebels don't have the plans yet. So right. it could be even days or weeks before. Yeah. So, because, like, Luke would
1: still be on Rogue Tatooine and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The,
2: I think the only other character potentially we might see, and that would be at the very end... Well, no, because, well, yeah, maybe Princess Leia. Maybe. Yeah, she receives the plans and takes off in the 10 to 5.
0: Or you see the, um, or all you see is the blockade runner fly across as they're right. beaming the plans away.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, maybe somehow you see Han and Chewie, like you said, somewhere in the background or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what would be really cool is if they actually did tie it together enough that the final scene of the movie is the Star Destroyer attacking the blockade runner.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. I don't know if I That's your that. final scene. I don't know want <laughs> <love> that. <laughs> I would love that. Because
0: it'd be the first time one movie is led directly into another cuz episode 8 uh, is supposed to do that actually cuz episode 8 is supposed to come in like the day de- the scene you see at the end of episode 7 is the beginning of episode 8. Yeah.
1: So this will would be the first fir- that would be the first time a Star Wars movie would do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. So cuz every other time you've had a time difference between the two movies. Right. Right. An unspecified yeah. time difference.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: do we do we have other news on Rogue One? Um, or, or, or have we pretty, much got it covered I don't have that story up i, uh, posted, I have it up um, here. 15
3: things uh, that uh, learned from the panel yeah um I, I was looking through it there's not a whole
0: lot that we haven't already discussed some it's obviously gonna have a different feel right. because I have the I have it up here um the, the I can run through the bullet points real quick um, according to StarWars.com, they said that, um, they actually gave you the, like um like Brett was saying they the 15 things that you learned from the rogue one panel uh, number one they said rogue one will have a look and feel unique from the other Other films set in the galaxy far far away. We saw that from the sizzle reel. There's a lot more gritty, a lot more, yeah, um, a lot more explosions and dirt everywhere. But the cool thing was that sizzle reel, it still felt like Star Wars. Yeah. All right. They were able to keep it feeling like Star Wars and still have it darker and um, gritty and more of a war movie, which is what they've been telling us the whole time. Right. Right. Um, it says point number two was Gareth Edwards was starstruck when a certain when he met a certain Jedi. When Luke Skywalker was on the set, um, or Mark. Hamill actually visited the set and, um, he said he could, he could barely even speak almost. He had to try to be as professional as he could. And especially that, um, Hamill showed up wearing a Godzilla t-shirt from the 2014 Godzilla, which was Gareth Edwards' movie he did right before Rogue One. Uh, Number three was the concept for the film, Um, the concept for the film, the Rebels' theft of the Death Star plans, dates back to the the once-planned live-action TV series uh, discussed about 13 years ago. One of the first TV series Lucas was talking about was something like this, where they were setting up the Rebels to seal the the Death Star plans. So that's where Noel got the original idea to do this. And they said it would have been more of a Mission Impossible style movie, style TV series
1: that would have been, still would have been a great show, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number four, prepare to visit the beaches of Scarif. Um, that's the beaches where the beach world that is seen in the teaser and in the poster. Um, now, what you guys think of the poster? Oh, sweet! Yeah,
1: it's yeah. cool. It Although is, it, it's like a mix of uh, like a vacation poster and a
0: war,
2: war poster. That's, see, I, yeah.
0: that's the first thing I took. It's like a travel poster.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't truly expect the Death Star to be that massive in the sky.
0: No. (laughs) Um, well, have you seen the moon on some nights?
2: True. Yeah, but I mean the moon doesn't take up two thirds of your sight line either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and well, if, if Death it, Star is that close,
1: you got some serious problems. Yeah, this if is people were pointing out. out tra-
2: oh, the Death Star is that close. Where's all the title effects?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and hello, this that's not the final poster either. Art. But I think I
0: I don't think yeah I think yeah. that's
1: just the image. I don't think it's meant to be right. Yeah, yeah I think it's just tying the Death
3: Star into the end of the movie. Right. Yeah.
0: And this was a poster made for celebration. This wasn't the the final. Poster because remember for celebration um, before episode seven they had the Drew Struzan poster that was beautiful but that was not the final um, theatrical poster right so um, the the next one that says
2: poster is going to have the same look as as the uh, special edition
0: maybe because remember this is Rogue One it's not one of the actual Star Wars um, main saga movies so they can do anything they want with it Um, number five was actually just the new poster number six is um, what they say everybody
1: got a copy that's awesome
0: yeah everybody in the panel got a copy. Of it It says number six. Um, Director Krennic knows how to make an entrance. Ben Mendelssohn actually, um, when he was introduced to, to come on to the panel, he came on flanked by two of the de- the Black Death Troopers ah. wearing the full costume of Director Krennic. That's awesome. I mean, a- as soon as the- he had made his appearance and stood there, he actually went backstage, got changed, and came back out for the panel. But that would have been amazing. That um, Director Krennic walking down the aisle to the stage when he got introduced. Yeah. Uh, I number saw, seven. I saw that, since, and that was awesome. Yeah, and he, he looks amazing in it. Yeah. So, and nice thing, that's something that was brought out of the extended universe was, um, that white uniform. One, we see it is a grand admiral's uniform with Ron, but Krennic is part of the, the ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau and all the books, they were always in white uniforms.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's actually brought in. And he didn't have the the title of grand admiral. He's it's a director.
0: Exactly. Like I said, it's the ISB has a white uniform also. So ISB um, in
2: relation to USB. That's right.
0: The, um, number seven is Jenner urso is making the leap from the big screen to the toy shelf Gwendolyn christie revealed that the six inch black series figure will be coming to, from hasbro which actually anyone who went out to comic-con this weekend that you could get it there it was an exclusive for comic-con yeah
3: mm-hmm. that looks sweet
0: so, um, next one, number eight. Felicity Jones sees Jin as a new kind of Star Wars hero. But that's something that everybody who is in the lead in the movie sees that. Their character is a new kind of hero. Yeah. But um, this one here, she is different than Luke or um, Leia or Ray or any of those. She actually knows her, her family, she knows her background. There's no mystery here for her. So, and I believe she's actually more of a street rat type character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She grew up on the streets getting into trouble and things like that. So, for the Star Wars universe, it is a brand new, different type of thing. Number nine. 9, we now know Cassian's job. Cassian is um, the character a lot of people thought um, he was Biggs before they got a name for him. But um, his character is actually played Diego Luna's character. He's an actual rebel intelligence officer. Um, Within the team assembled for the mission, he's somewhat of a peacekeeper. Smoothing things out when there's friction. He also has a rather strange best friend, and which leads us to number 10. Number 10, um, K2SO, the droid character voiced by Alan Tudyk, which actually Alan Tudyk was on set playing K2SO the whole time in one of those mocap suits. So more than likely, the whole whole droid is going to be a um, CG droid, but all the acting on screen was still done by Tudyk, so he did more than just the voice. But it said he's close to Cassian, but he also may have a screw loose. Literally and figuratively. So, and he's, what it is, he's an old security, or, um, imperial security droid that's been uh, reprogrammed by Cassian.
2: I wonder if... It's the same style droid that we see in the Vader comics. Yeah, those
3: guys those guys are it's triple awesome. zero and <laughs> no yeah. Those, those droids are awesome. <laughs>
0: so are they anything like the droid from um what was it? From Force Unleashed? Mm. The droid that was basically yeah. created to kill him. <laughs> yeah. So um number eleven, we're getting close to the end here. We'll cut through these pretty quick. Uh you don't think th- you don't think someone on this squad would wear an Imperial cog on the sleeve, but one does. The um and actually if you notice in the um teasers they've had, Jin's actually wearing an Imperial Cog on a uniform also. But they, it's a stolen suit or something. But um, the character of Bodhi, played by Riz Ahmed, sports an Imperial um, logo on his uniform because he works for the Empire. Plain and simple. According to um, Ahmed, he quotes, Bodhi is a pilot and he works for the Empire to earn a living. You know, people work for big organizations they don't agree with everything they do. He's kind of questioning things. Um, then he says the city he's from is, an, is on an occupied planet, and the Empire's actions um, there make him quote, question his career counselor. So, he starts off as actually just a pilot working for the sh- Empire. Plain and simple. Sounds kind of like Finn. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, number 12 here. There there were even more rela- releva- uh, revelations on characters and planets. Um, you get to learn a lot more about Donnie Yen's character, um, Yang Wen's character of Baz, the two of them. Donnie Yen is playing um, now Chirrut, who's a The blind monk, basically, of the crew, who Uh, uh, leaves in the... Go ahead. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Oh yeah. Well he's um yeah. he believes in the force, but he's not a Jedi. He's one of, he's actually um I've heard it said that you I can almost you can almost see him as maybe one of the people that is in the beginnings of the force church that we see in the beginning of um episode seven. People that are not force sensitive, but they kind of worship and admire what the Jedi stood for. So um then you got Baz, who is played by Zhang Wen, who has um doesn't believe in the force at all, doesn't believe in any of this, but he believes in Chirrut. He's Chirrut's best friend. And he'll follow him along to anywhere he goes. And um the main thing is Jang Wen, English was not his first language, but the one thing he could say about his character was Baz has a gun. He has a huge gun. <laughs> so then we got um Forrest Whitaker's character, we is Saw Guerrero from the Clone Wars. Yeah. If anybody remembers him from there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh and that's the main ones out of this. Uh number thirteen, Star Wars is often a, a story of family. And that theme will be present in Rogue One. It says Galen, so played by Mads Mikkelsen is Jin's father yet he still remains a mystery quote he ha- he's a scientist and he had invented something so beautiful so fantastic that it made may change the universe um, according to Mikkelsen and a lot of people are thinking what it is is he actually designed the power source for the Death Star he may have actually been the one that figured out how to get the crystals to fuel it Ah, so yeah. we're not sure that's all still speculation obviously uh, number 14 Darth Vader will sound like Darth Vader James Earl Jones is voicing Darth Vader in this uh, um, which was uh, once again not a big surprise. And the last one, um, uh, the last one's talking about basically there was a behind the scenes reel, which at this point anybody listening to this show should have seen twenty seven hundred times.
2: Yeah, I, I love the <laughs> so, I love the little rodent like creature on the gun. Oh yeah, and, and Th- tell me that wasn't a,
0: uh, tell me that wasn't a Full Metal Jacket moment. It was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was like a full metal jacket meets Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You could see Rocket hanging on to the end of that gun.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here, here's the other cool thing about Rogue One. Um, the product launch is going to happen September 30th.
0: That's about the same time they launched the um, stuff for um, Force Awakens, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Force Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It was about the same time. Yeah. So. Um, so their their speculation is: Will there be another Force Friday event similar to uh, to what they did with Force Awakens? general the general hope is yes Yeah. so um, trying to think where we go next because wow we've been we've been talking for about an hour 20 minutes the <laughs> when this cuts it is, it'll be reduced because you know we'll get rid of the silence and the ums, yeah nah, and I'll clean it up but man this is what happens when we have fun exactly <laughs> I, that, I think this means about
0: this means that we're doing the right thing that we're able to keep going and we've not run out of anything to talk about <laughs>
2: yeah um, no. I'm to say we skipped the, the stance article because okay. I, I want everyone's opinion on uh the X Wing car ship. Oh, yeah. oh that, that is amazing awesome. looking. And I'll I'll tell you, there was uh there was a movie, was it Mega Force with Barry Bostwick? Okay. Kind of remember that movie. This car, seeing this picture, has a similar feel to it to what they used in Megaforce.
0: See, I I saw the car in um I'm a Formula One ra- racing fan, so I saw the Formula One car in it. <laughs> uh,
2: it's not it's not an F one. Uh, it's definitely like a like a doom buggy. It almost
0: yeah. It, as I say, it almost looks like a Baja racer. Yeah, um, kind of.
2: I have to find the I have to find the car now. Megaforce.
0: I mean, without with a smaller suspension, obviously, but but hey, if nothing else, it looks like a Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah. So anybody who's not who's listening that has no idea what we're talking about for um, Hot Wheels for San Diego Comic Con actually made a Star Wars X wing um, car ship is what they're calling it, and it's basically a four wheeled car with smaller versions of the X-wings wings on it and the but the rest of the ship looks like an X-wing with the cockpit and everything else
2: yeah. if, if you guys google megaforce one word m e g a f o r c e car it's gonna be a gray. Uh, it's gonna be like a khaki with different uh, shades of brown on it.
0: If Google decides to work with me, I know there it goes. Going really oh yeah, that that does look a lot like it. That's very. The suspension's similar.
2: different, but yeah, the it's, the it's
0: the very lines very are similar.
2: similar. It's very similar. Yeah, I remember that thing. So I wonder. I want because this. This car, which was made for the movie Hot Wheels, had the the car rights too, and they have reused this design for several other cars with different paint schemes on it. Mm. Some of them with the missiles, some of them with the guns, but they have reused. This looks like they have modified this design for the X Wing car. And that they looks have, yeah. fabulous.
0: They may have taken the original lines of the car, then added the X-wing features.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, they've they've definitely stretched it. The nose is different. Yeah, um, but the but the the main body section, cockpit section, almost looks identical. Yeah, there's definitely inspiration from the Megaforce car in this, but it still looks hot. It, it really does. Yeah,
1: yeah. It looks really cool. So,
2: um well, as most hopefully most of you listeners know, I also run a marvel podcast ken runs a dc podcast Mm -hmm. um but what's the difference between the two podcasts well the marvel podcast i could talk about the star wars comics
0: (laughs) hey i can talk about uh uh barbara beyond
2: yes Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with star wars
0: no but it's still Hanna barbara beyond (laughs) true um so hey i get wacky raceland yeah Mm, I get you're talking about get, the Megaforce cars. The cars in that are amazing.
2: I get unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Well, and Howard get, the Duck. I get Howard the Duck. Yeah. This show will we be had, theme song free of Howard the Duck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you can keep that in the lair. Yeah.
1: Speaking uh, of Squirrel Girl, did you see uh, John Barrowman dressed up as Squirrel yes. Girl? Oh, <laughs> also,
2: I heard about that. No. I've also seen the I've also seen the mockups of Anna Kendrick who wants to play Squirrel Girl. Squirrel oh, Girl. yeah. Uh yeah it's absolutely insane. Well, uh between now and our next episode, here are three Star Wars titles that will be coming out. Uh one is this coming Wednesday, uh the 2027th. Uh we will have Star Wars The Force Awakens Adaptation number 2. The saga continues. Desert scavenger Rey and ex-Stormtrooper Finn are being pursued by the evil First Order. But can they escape Jakku in an old hunk of junk, YT thirteen hundred. Now come on, <laughs> it's not a hunk of junk. You don't call my ship a hunk of junk. <laughs> That's all I got to say.
0: I, I don't know. I got to give this one another um, uh, another try because that first one I was actually kind of not. I have the first one sitting here. I've read through it. The problem is they. I think they abbreviated too much.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, I don't. I don't really read adaptations,
2: so I missed. No. I skipped that one. I figured I'd give it a try. I, I've been reading it. I, I'm okay with it but i the way i've looked at it if it's marvel and it's star wars i'm buying it no matter how awful it is (coughs) c3po
0: i didn't mind that story i thought it was okay
2: as a one-off only time you're doing it it wasn't bad for a 4.99 book that was well that too that was delayed several five months six months behind I paid five nine, I paid five bucks for a free comic book day story. Yeah, at this definitely point not worth it. If the artist had gotten it done on time, or if the book had come out when it was supposed to, the week before Force Awakens, I think the story would have been better accepted. Mm. Probably. But now... The way get it was, movie, it kind of oh, flew under the radar. You might not have, re- you know, to get the line in the movie, you might not have recognized me because of my red arm. <laughs> <laughs> I to read about why he has a red arm 6 months later and then it kind of gets leaked of why he has a red arm. Yeah. yeah, they should have just turned around, wrote it off and said, "Yeah, free comic book day, here you go." <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Here free comic book day. Yeah, really. That's one of the things I miss on Free Comic Book Day was Dark Horse's Star Wars title. Yeah. I want Marvel well, to do that
0: now. I, I was actually, the last two years, I think, I've been looking at Marvel and DC. On Free Comic Book Day, you get three books and that's it. The other titles actually give you some selection and stuff. That Marvel DC, you're like, here you go. You get a couple things here and that's it.
2: Yeah. It's almost
0: not even worth getting their stuff. And it,
2: and it all ties into what new crossover event they're going to be launching.
0: Or DC put out um, Suicide Squad number
2: one again. Yeah. yeah. So it was one you already had. Uh, if you bought it, here you go. You get it again for free with the <laughs> exactly. Comic Book Day banner across stuff. So um, the next week, August 3rd, Han Solo number three. As the Dragon Void race gets more intense, Han's rebel mission gets more deadly. Can the Falcon hold up to one of the most intense flights of its career? What's worse for Han, failing Leia or losing a race?
0: Losing a race.
2: Losing a race. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously at this point in time, their relationship hasn't gotten to where it was. Especially mm-hmm. it, since you've got Solo's wife in the mix. <laughs>
0: Have they ever explained any of that? I did, I've not read it, so. Yeah, they did. Um,
2: yeah, it took what about two ep- two issues after the revelation for him to explain it. Yeah, something like but that. I don't think
3: they're actually ever married. Is that what? Yeah, yeah. What I got what I got. More, out of it? Yeah.
2: Um. So, oh, going back to what I was saying, I'm taking advantage now. Of, if it's a Marvel Star Wars title, I'm collecting it. I'm trying to keep them nice, and I, I'm 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 going to try to own the entire Star Wars collection. Good luck, Marvel Comics. So far, so good. I've gotten everything up to date. Okay. Of the yeah. new stuff. Of the new stuff. Right. Of, of, of volume, what, what everyone's calling volume two. Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Marvel Star Wars volume two. Yeah. I, I had What do you think of uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin? It was okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't uh, really like it that much. Yeah. Of, of the five parters that have been out, Chewbacca's uh, been my. Well, Princess Leia actually was my favorite. Yeah. That Wade was good. Did, yeah. Wade was amazing with it. Chewbacca's uh, mm-hmm. second. Yep. Uh, originally, Kanan was supposed to be a five issue, uh, and they stretched it. It to twelve, the first five issues I, I enjoyed. I, I thought I was wrong. they could have just dropped it after five, and, and I would have been okay. Um, solo, um...
3: not real big on the art for some reason.
2: Yeah, it, 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 which is which is you know unusual for Mark Brooks because you know, I love his work.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Chewy, I loved, but that's been about it. I mean, the Poe Dameron series is good. Vader is been bomb and that's done in two more uh, in three more issues nice. yeah, they're wrapping it in 25 uh, Jason Aaron's been killing it on the on the main title Yeah, mm-hmm. okay um, it
0: seems like though we're we're missing what um, when Dark Horse had it and they were doing stuff like in the old in the um, extreme old Tales of the Jedi time and stuff like that it was amazing because they could actually write whatever they wanted and it really didn't matter because it was so far away right and you had some really great stories back there
2: well I I or the, the ones they did
0: in the future.
2: I think one of the things Marvel's doing is they're trying not to overwhelm. Because with Dark Horse, I mean, at one point, there was, what, seven? It was almost like X-Men. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, it, or, it basically or, became or what the Bat- EU became. Or or Batman. You know, there's yeah. how many titles? <laughs> you know, Batman's got... Two. You know, at, one point, <laughs> at one point, Batman had nine titles under the Batman family.
0: Well, now they have two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, it's too much to keep up with, Dark, Dark Batman Horse, and a Detective. <laughs> Dark Horse, at one point, had several titles under I mean, the Star Wars title. It's like, what yeah. do you grab? Uh, well, that's I mean, what
0: happened with, that was the problem with the, that happened with the EU, because it just got too
2: big. Yeah. Right. So now now everything's under control. Uh, Poe Dameron's out. From what I'm hearing, rumor-wise, Poe Dameron might only be a 12-issue 12 yeah. Issue run. Yeah, like that's Kano what I've was. been hearing, too. Um, so Star Wars is still your main title. You know, Vader's rapping after 25. Um, Okay, cool. Let, let's keep this going. I would love to see another ongoing monthly title based around the force awakened universe. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you have the stuff going on from the original trilogy time and, and then stuff from the current time.
3: And then well, we will, and, unfortunately they've only got one movie to go off of. Right. So far,
0: I almost wouldn't mind seeing, um, what was it? Shattered empire was the one that picked up right after return of the Jedi. Something more in that time frame too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I would like to. I would like to see something that fills in the gap between Jedi and Force Awakens mm-hmm. yeah. a
0: little yeah. bit. Yeah, you could do like a whole
1: series
2: on that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's I, been I, a couple of books already in there too, so you got to be careful they're not crossing the streams too mad, right?
2: But, um, so yeah, I I think having something with the with the Force Awakens characters and something, you know, and obviously you know the Star Wars title from the trilogy, I'd be okay with that for for each of those being an ongoing monthly run. Now, stuff from the prequels five-shot, you know, five-issue story arc. I'm okay with that. No, just skip it all together. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, jar hey! hey uh,
2: I <laughs> I I wouldn't mind seeing you know like ta- tales of the clones type deal where we see yeah. stories of. I mean, yeah, Clone sort of like Wars was a good was a good show. Yeah, sort cool. sort and, uh, sort of like a Howling Commandos type book. You know where where yeah. you're talking about the Republic Commandos. You know, a five mm-hmm. issue arc on on their stuff. A five issue arc on uh, Commander Cody's group. Uh, a yeah. five five. Five issue arc on, on Yoda's group from that was at Kashyyyk uh, with Commander yeah. 3. Pick a, oh, yeah. pick a different commander or general. or.
0: Well, Dave Filoni already has story treatments for some of the stuff they didn't do from Clone Wars that they still have sitting there. One of them was actually a story arc that happens um, after Ahsoka's left. Yeah. They had the Ahsoka Lives panel where um, it was Filoni, Pablo Hidalgo, and um, Ashley Eckstein, and he gave hints of what um, the story that he had that would have finished the Clone Wars. Because it's placed like the day before episode three starts, yeah, and um and Obi Wan and Anakin are called away, and um so Anakin leaves half of the five oh first with Ahsoka to finish the battle, right, and that's where Rex wasn't with him in episode three, right, because he was there with Ahsoka.
2: Now uh, the final book that's coming out uh, before we re- before we record again is Darth Vader number twenty four, the next to the last issue. Uh, Vader is lost in his inner mindscape, lost in visions of the Force. Is he truly more machine? now the man or can he fight his way back from the brink? And that will come out August 10th. So uh, I will say I have fallen victim and I have been collecting every single action figure variant cover from the Star Wars (laughs) Realm. (laughs) It's a sucker on my forehead when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. So Indeed. (laughs) And of course with these last five issues, or for the final five issues of Vader, they've been doing figures for those. So uh the only one the one else, I like that cover
3: on 24
2: the one I the one I was surprised—wait, did they do? They didn't do an action figure cover for uh, the Han Solo series. I don't know because I remember seeing it because uh, Star Wars Twenty is Han Solo and Carbonite, or you got the, or it, you could go to John Tyler Christopher and get the Han Solo in Bespin. So yeah, the one with Carbonite was you saw the Carbonite slab and then him in the without the jacket in front of it. So and the only one, the only one I'm missing is the Boba Fett uh, Christopher exclusive. And I can't touch that right now for under seventy bucks on eBay. Mm-hmm. But I have the original Han Solo action figure variant. I think it was uh issue two or three from Star Wars. And it's already over a hundred bucks uh-huh. because of how limited yeah. it was. Because you had to buy so many the, the stores had to buy so many books of another series in order to get it. And it was a series that wasn't getting numbers. So they were trying to increase numbers. So it didn't work. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I think
0: so.
3: Uh, we've been going for a while, so. I, any, I think
2: we've covered everything. Any final yeah. thoughts?
3: No, I think it was a uh, great uh, first episode. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a great time just sitting down talking Star Wars. It always yes. is. Anytime yes. that you can sit around talking the wars, it's a good day.
2: Yeah. Yes. The, the, only thing, the only thing missing is some cantina creature losing his arm to a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Okay. Okay. Starting to get scared. (laughs) So. I I guess that must mean it's time for us to wrap it up. Uh, We will see you guys in a few weeks. Uh, Definitely contact us on Wookiee Radio on Twitter. Uh, Facebook page is Wookiee Radio as well. Email us at Wookiee at net. Don't forget, our questions for the contest will be in the show notes. Email us there for a chance to win a couple hundred dollars worth of prizes. I mean, studio quality headphones. I mean, you guys dig the headphones, right? Oh, yeah. They're awesome. The the Zoe microphone is a little egg microphone, but it's great for podcasting, great for Skype use. Easy to carry when traveling. Can't go wrong. Um, So, until next time from Brett, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike, uh, we just want to say, may the force be with you, and we'll see you next time.
3: Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter.
2: I can hold it! Hold on! No, I'm alright!
3: I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! <laughs>